This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's the question. Like, does it matter that the food product is what it says it is, or does it matter that it tastes good? <laughs> 651-641-1071. Because a lab study has determined that there's no amplifiable tuna DNA in the Subway tuna sandwiches. You know, that this, this has been a conversation for a hot minute, uh, because there is some lawsuit about this Subway tuna. Um, and I remember talking about it, boy, time is irrelevant. Like, it's not real. But was it what, like a year or two years ago that we were talking about this? In that oh, window like, of time. No, it was like, this was like a couple months ago we talked about this. Okay, see, again, I don't understand the passage of time. All that yeah. matters is this. The New York Times has had more than 60 inches worth of Subway tuna sandwiches tested by a lab uh, following, oh, it was in January. You're right. It was a January lawsuit. <laughs> Two years, six no. months. What's the difference? Um, and that lawsuit claims that there's no real tuna in the tuna sandwiches. And sure as you know what, they did prove that there's no amplifiable tuna DNA in these sandwiches. Now, there's a whole bunch of reasons why it could be that they can't actually pinpoint the kind of tuna that this tuna sandwich is. But the fact remains, the lab says the tuna ain't tuna, according to the New York Times. And I just was thinking, kind of similar to my feelings about the green uh, craft Parmesan cheese, which we call snow at our house. It has wood in it. That apparently has wood pulp in it. I'm like, yeah, but it tastes fine. Like, do I care as long as it doesn't like... You know, kill me. So you're so fine the with question. the non-tuna tuna. I guess I am because it tastes good. Does it matter to you that the thing isn't what it says it is? Or does the taste matter more? 651-641-1071. I know it's a complicated question, but yeah, go with me. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I think it depends on what we're talking about. Like, if somebody's like, here, have this steak. And you're like, okay. And they're like, actually, I found that on the side of the road. It might be your Uncle Barney. That might be a problem. I'd wow. have a problem with that. Also, one too. of the reasons that they said it was like the DNA business was because they had processed the bejeebers out of that right. tuna such that it didn't have any, which makes sense in a way. Like, you don't have to do too much to process food to get rid of the DNA because, like, you know, you're cooking it, right. it's destroying it. You know, I'm sure it's like super processed. Right. So, insofar as it's tuna but highly processed, I think when you go to Subway, you kind of understand that that's going to be a processed food experience. Right. So you're probably less concerned. Now, if it was wombat or, um, you know, pig uh, rectums, okay. which actually, wow, that was a story about um, what, what Hot is dogs? it? Calamari. Oh, mm-hmm. that people were using. 
Holly's like, of course, Holly knows the story. <laughs> She's like, oh, like, yes. Mm-hmm, oh, oh yes. yeah, I remember yes, that, that story. That pig damn near killed him. Uh, anyway, no, that uh, if it was like a totally non what it says it was thing, I think that would be problematic. Right, because to your point about this, like I said, there's like a whole bunch of reasons why they say that the tuna isn't giving them tuna vibes in this lab. Like, it's (laughs) not saying that it wasn't at one time tuna. It just is saying that through all of the, what they do to it to get it in your uh, six-inch sub, they're not able to locate the tuna or the species of tuna in the tuna. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's not saying that it wasn't at one time tuna. It's just been processed so much. And it's I, it's not identifiable as tuna. Don't you expect when you go to fast food that you're going to be eating processed food? A I mean, thousand percent. I feel like we've all understood that. So, okay. Right. I don't think that would bother me. I also am my favorite thing at Subway is the um, fake seafood salad. Well, it's seafood salad, which has actual food of the sea in it. It's just that like the fake crab ain't crab. Right. Like, I know that it ain't crab. Well, but there were years that people were eating imitation crab meat and didn't know what the heck it was. Yeah. It's, what is it, Pollock? It's, yeah, white fish. Yeah, it's I just think. like a white fish. Let's go to the phones. Brian is on the line. Hi, Brian. Brian, does it matter to you how the food tastes or what it is? That's tricky because I kind of agree with you, Colleen, but Subway <laughs> had the same problem with chicken within the last probably five years. Oh, yeah. What is the like, chicken? I forgot. I well, we don't know what it is, but we know <laughs> we know what it isn't. It's, it's not chicken. <laughs> so that's a bad pattern. Uh, that's a good point. You don't, you don't want people to be constantly like, "Well, let's go over to the subway for the fake meat." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for your call, Brian. I mean, to, you know, it's sort of like I hold it all together, right, Bradley? Like what you said. Like if I'm going to Subway, I'm not expecting like that they have organically grown tuna. Yeah, or yeah. that they're gonna like be pulling the chicken from the backyard that's just been happily grazing. I understand yeah. that what I'm getting is gonna be a fully processed experience. That's what I'm paying for. Yeah, and I mean literally. No, seriously. Let's go to Mary. Mary's on the line. Hi, Mary. Mary, does it matter to you what the food is, or does it matter to you how it tastes? How it tastes, definitely. I had a recent experience with Subway. I quit going to them for a while, and I saw them, and um, in a anyway, I saw their tuna looked pretty good and pink, and I order it without mayo on the sandwich. So when I tasted it, it tasted like fish. It mm-hmm. did not taste like tuna. Well, you know, thank you for your call, Mary. Fish-like substance. I wanted to know what her issue was with Subway that made her leave. Yeah, me too, actually. Well, sorry, Mary. Uh, but, you know, it just, like, I, I don't know. I Listen, if somebody is telling me that the thing is edible and there are, like, actually, you know, government agencies that are involved in deciding, like, yes, you can eat this and it won't make you grow a third eye or yeah. something like that. I'm like, okay, like I, I know what I'm signing up for. Is it fish? I think you have to be fish. Like, you know, because I think we all know that um, a lot of the fish that we eat isn't always the fish that it purports to be, mm-hmm. um, which like most Americans, that's who we are. Right. We're, we aren't who we say we are uh, or want you to think we are, which is why we are in this mess. But anyway, uh, I think that that's not beyond the, like, but you got to at least be the fish the thing like if it's chicken it's got to be chicken it's got to be in the family yeah it's got to be have met a chicken beef it maybe doesn't need to be the tenderloin it can be you know the lips and uh tails 
and cheeks uh, and things, but um, it's got to be of that animal. So, I mean, tuna, maybe less so. It, I think you could swim around in the fish neighborhood and be just fine. But I, people probably have allergies, too. So I would imagine it, whatever. I don't know. I don't get the tuna at Subway, so I'm fine. <laughs> Bradley's fine, everybody. I'm Bradley. fine. I don't I'm do either. Fine. But when I have gotten it, I've liked it. Oh, I hate tuna salad. <laughs> really? At, I hate that kind of tuna salad. Yeah. It's very pasty. Uh huh. I will say it's a little too juicy for me. Like I, okay, I want. I don't want. But yeah, you know what tuna. I mean. Like it's mixed in a lot of liquidy stuff. Yeah, I don't want pink slime of tuna. That's what it is to me. It's just right. sort of like this minced experience fish gets a little wet when we return on the colleen and bradley show um we alluded to this a little bit earlier in the show we are on full-blown britney watch today britney spears is set to to uh address the court today in a conservatorship hearing however you might be interested to hear what's going on with jamie spears Mm -hmm. namely where he's living right now we'll talk about that after this on my talk 1071 well, uh, you'll be surprised to know where Jamie Spears, uh, the conservator of the Britney Spears estate and person, is living right now. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Uh, Jamie Spears is not kidding you, living in a van. Down, Down by, by the, the river. river. Okay. This is so weird. It's super weird, but I also think that there's like some message being sent in this, right? Oh, because he's under fire. He's under the scrutiny of uh, all kinds of people in how he's managed the conservatorship. Um, and namely that he's making a whole lot of money off of his daughter. Yeah. And so I kind of think that there's like a message or a flex here that he is literally living in an RV that he has parked down a winding road in the parking lot of a storage facility where he has uh, housed all of the relics from his daughter's career. So weird. Well, it and uh, apparently this is after selling their family home in Ken- Kentwood, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. He basically hosts crawfish boils and visits the VFW bar and keeps to himself. Oh, okay. According That's, to a source. Who, wasn't, who wouldn't want to do that? Well, what this makes me think is like this was actually a planned move because, like I said, everybody's paying attention to the fact that there's a lot of people on the payroll making a lot of money off of Britney Spears. And if he looks like he's not enjoying the trappings of the multi-million dollar lifestyle that his daughter affords him. Like we don't all know, know how to read. Right. Because, I mean, clearly we all know that he's, I mean, the New York Times piece says as much that he's making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Right. But also remember, Jamie Spears is pretty terrible at at all of this. Yeah, Like we've we've sort of witnessed how bad he's been at managing not only her career, but her relationship with um, with uh, her. Wait, what was I just saying? Not only her career, but her relationship with him, like the, and her children, mm-hmm. his relationship with her children. He's just bad at like all of this. The yeah. PR piece. Um, he's been very bad at trying to smooth over the stories about his own behavior, etc. So you, 
you're saying that you think he's just trying to look poor and yes. broke down. Like, oh, he's even not though a the, bad guy. Yes, like, even though the figures tell us a different story, if he looks like he's living the life of a pauper, that he is, like, perfectly comfortable living a minimalist lifestyle, living in a van down by the yeah. river, that that will somehow say to the court, yeah, no big deal. I mean, good luck to him, is all I would say, because there are attorneys and lawyers who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars on this case, so... Um, you know, I mean, it, they will point out the obvious, but you know, right. Or maybe, I mean, the other option is that he's just, that's just who he is, is, you know, country bumpkin like, who and a hot mess has a big fat bank account. Well, and I will say, uh, one of the other things that the, um, that the New York times article goes into some detail about is his past with Lynn Spears, his now ex-wife. Uh, and how their tumultuous relationship mm-hmm. almost ended right before Britney's first album came out. Mm-hmm. And then they seemed to reconcile. But she's got a lot of, um, you know, she, she certainly has a lot of tales to tell about Jamie Spears, which then I think begs the question, like, how did he get put in charge of all of this? Well, he really clearly made the effort, right? And at a time when the court was not thinking too specifically about it all here you have a person show up who is not only her father so that seems like a a point in the plus column uh he seems like he's got his stuff together and it's an emergency and they need help and she you know i mean it's not hard to believe that you know he thought he was doing the right thing at the right time and this just became something i mean he's always sounded it's sounding like He's always been sort of a sketchy person when it comes to their interactions, specifically mm-hmm. as relates to her career, that he actually wasn't that involved. I mean, from the documentary, we learned that he wasn't really that interested in her until this opportunity arose. But, you know, from the court's perspective or the people that were sort of making the this uh, conservatorship happen, like they're probably not thinking that deeply about it. And they're like, oh, here's a dad. He's a part of this experience. Better to keep it in the family. He seems to want to do this. He's got his stuff together. Like, go for it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is competing or contesting it. Um, And, you know, now 14 years or however many it's been. 14? 2002. Eight. Oh, 17. Yeah. Wait, no. I was told there would be no math Over a decade. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. It's been over a decade. Yeah. It's been a long time. Anyway, the, the point being like things have obviously changed and grown. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Way beyond what they were ever expected to be. Mm-hmm. I'm sure nobody, when that conservatorship uh, 
was started thought we would find ourselves in the year 2021 still dealing with it on a daily basis. And even if he had all the best intentions in the beginning to do all the right things, you got to believe at a certain point when he started to make money off of this thing, which is to me, the biggest mistake was Mm -hmm. that they allowed him to make a share or a percentage off any of the business deals. Like you are in control of a person's life and then you are given like an incentive to uh, pardon the phrase who are them out for money of which mm-hmm. you will make a percentage like that doesn't seem like a smart like I don't know how anybody thought that was a good idea well and you know that's the question that I keep going back to when I think about the judge who um, basically said it was ridiculous to assume that Jamie Spears would um, give himself over to random drug testing when it was requested of him by Britney Spears, who, by the way, has had to make herself available for random drug testing as mm-hmm. part of the reason why she's not able to control her own estate. Yeah. Um, that what judge is not seeing this in the same way that we're able to see it, right? That, yeah. you know, that there's, it well, just seems like we've missed some really important things. Not to get too deep, but it, it literally to me it seems very similar to. You know, judges who think they're making the best decisions or uh, decisions in the best interest of criminals, quote mm-hmm. unquote, um, people who commit crimes, um, not because at the end of the day, it's all about the system and the system is there to protect itself. And so, of course, the judge is going to like, look, he's the father, he's the manager, he's in control, he should be able to do this thing. Um, right. His job is to not question or challenge that it's to uphold that system so it doesn't surprise me but it's sad and i hope that the judge that's currently in charge of stuff is being a little bit more thoughtful about what is actually in the best interest of one britney spears and speaking of what's in the best interest of britney spears uh that's kind of you know she's sort of the big name of the day because we are anticipating that she will be speaking on her own behalf in court today and we believe that's starting at what two I mean, allegedly, supposedly, ABC is going to be going live at 2.30 with wall-to-wall coverage. Which I love, mm-hmm. because don't expect a whole lot to come out of it, but don't worry about it. We're paying attention, yeah. and if something does come mm-hmm. out, and if we'll something does there. break, you know that we on My Talk 1071 will be there. When we come back yeah. on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly, we call them. D-Bags. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And uh, we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly, and that name is Bags of D. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Uh, this is uh, multiple choice, all of the above, D, I think is the letter. Ooh, um, Keith Rainier and uh, Allison Mack mm. and Nexium, this cult. Mostly, though, because Allison Mack provided audio of Keith Rainier planning the Nexium branding ceremony. That's according to prosecutors. Ugh. So you'll remember that Allison Mack is from uh, most notable, you would most remember her from uh, the TV show Smallville. Mm hmm. She uh, is in hot doo-doo related to charges about her involvement in this Nexium sex cult led by one Keith Rainier. 
It's just fascinating. If you haven't read uh, or listened to anything about Nexium, I encourage you to do so because you will go down a rabbit hole. Wasn't there also a documentary Mm -hmm. about it? What was that? Several. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one, uh, I think the most notable one was, was that a HBO experience, Holly? Uh, The Vow was uh, Netflix. No, it was on HBO Max. It was on HBO Max. Then there was another one on Stars as well. Um, but I would encourage you to go down that hole because uh, there's just so many, uh, there's a lot, so many things that are fascinating. You know, you've got the idea of a cult, you've got the idea of branding. What? And that's specifically what we're talking about. So she is going to be scheduled, uh, or scheduled. She is scheduled rather to be sentenced at the end of the month, this month for her involvement in this Keith Rainier led experience. Uh, And I think she's trying to get out from under a big, long sentence. And Mm -hmm. in doing or in trying to do that, she handed over um, some audio talking about uh, Keith Rainier's um, sex slave branding experience. And I will tell you that when I listened to one of the former members talk about this, it was so bizarre. And you have to just be like, you will find yourself going like, how, why, what? Um, essentially, and these women didn't even realize they were being branded with Keith Rainier and I think somebody else's initials. Like it was this weird design, Mm -hmm. um, that was made up of like all these people's initials. And when somebody pointed it out to this, uh, this woman in particular, who I think is also the subject of this documentary, um, you know, like you have a brand, like a, a brand on you. Right. And then you realize, oh, it's actually for something nefarious. Mm Mm-hmm. That has to be just a terrifying moment mm-hmm. because you realize how deep and dark you've gotten into this hot mess of a sex cult, mm-hmm. much less psychological cult. Wait, cult. I have a question. So you said they do, didn't realize they were being branded like they, they didn't. Like, what does that mean? Well, they they knew they were being inducted into a special circle. Okay. Um, and I'm playing, uh, I'm being rather like, I'm just boiling this down. So they knew that they were joining some special circle, but uh, they thought it was like an empowering women's leadership sure. group within Nexium. When in actuality, it was really to be like we're Keith's biatches mm-hmm. and Got it. his initials. And I thought the initials of somebody else were it, a part Alice of that too. Mack. Oh, it was Allison? Yeah, Mack. I okay. think it was her initials too, because she was one of the lead women oh. in this special subgroup of women empowerment. So it's so like, and, but she didn't realize that, uh, this one woman in particular, whose account I, uh, listened to, she didn't realize that until it was done. Like she knew the thing was weird and she was like, I'm not really cool with this. And why do we have to do this? But okay, she did it. And then to realize it's really like, hi, you're in a sex cult. And now we own you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Allison Mack provided the audio that proves that, you know, Keith Rainier had laid this all out, this symbol that um you know marked his quote slaves here's what i am curious about i mean i could talk about this for days and we won't but i i'm curious like in real life is allison mack in a position now where she's like oh boy i really got messed up with some stuff or is she still just i mean is she just still trying to get herself from having to do like the maximum time, but she still believes in all of this stuff. That's my question about people when they get caught in a cult like this at the point where they're being held accountable for it. 
and having to answer for it? Have they like deprogrammed it all? Well, she obviously has. Um, I don't know to what extent, but like uh, she has apologized. She pleaded guilty to one count. She has tried to, you know, say that she um, didn't realize blah, blah, blah. But I'm sure that's a process that's ongoing, right? Like, I don't think it's just a switch that's been flipped. Um, But when she pleaded guilty, she said that she was, quote, sorry for the victims in this case. I'm very sorry for who I've hurt through my misguided adherence to Keith Rainier's teachings. Um, You know, and you can see that whether she believes that or not, her attorneys have convinced her that it's a smart move. Um, prior to sentencing so that hopefully she doesn't get, you know, the book thrown Thrown at at her. her. Um, I mean, I I don't know what's right or wrong in in, uh, terms of her sentencing, but I would imagine that's the calculation her and her attorneys have made as to what's in her heart. Who knows? Somebody who is able to go along with Keith Rainier and his uh, shenanigans probably, Hmm. mm, I mean, it's going to take a while, right, to deprogram all that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I suppose. Oof. Uh, do you want to know who my D-bag is? Yes! It is Joy Behar. Oh, wait, what? Oh, I know. Joy! Boy, did you hear what happened yesterday on The View? No. So, I'm going to say his name wrong, because I don't understand sports, and I should know how to say his name. Carl, Na- Na- is it Nassib? Who's an NFL yeah. football player. Yep. Who has come out publicly. Yep. As First- gay active NFL player to come out as gay. Which can can we actually just name this here? That is huge. Mm-hmm. That is huge yeah. because the culture of the NFL has not been one where that has been um allowed, mm-hmm. celebrated. Uh this is not a typical experience. We are celebrating this, okay? Well, Joy Behar is not. And Joy Behar's response to it was basically like I don't really know what the big deal is. It's 2021. Is this such a big deal? <laughs> yeah, it actually is. Okay. Okay. But luckily, because it's the view and there's other people there to correct, they, you know, pulled in and said, yes, it is a big deal. And here's why it's a big deal. And then Joy Behar cracked a joke. <laughs> okay. Having to do with the end zone and some other words that are used typically in um, football. Like what? Well, like, I don't really understand football, but I understand that they talk a lot about penetration in football. And she was like, after they said that, they lost me. And like, this is why she's my D-bag for this. There are times in life to make jokes. Yeah. There are private times where jokes are funny that maybe you wouldn't say in public. Yeah. There are public times where <laughs> it's not a jokes one. are welcome. Yeah. That wasn't one of them. Yeah. And she went ahead with it. Yeah. Ill-advised. Mm-hmm. And then she did say later when she was sort of schooled on why that was a problem, she said that inappropriate joke I made for daytime television, scratch it, make believe I never said it, we'll be right back. And the thing well, at about least she that, corrected herself, right? Yeah, I guess. But the thing about that is, like, we can't actually make believe that that didn't happen because you were not responsible for you were you're not taking responsibility for what your mouth did. Instead, you're asking us to have the responsibility of pretending like your mouth didn't do that thing. Yeah. And also, again, like there just are. Say, I'm sorry. Yeah, like that just was inappropriate. Period. Yeah. I should not have said that. Own it. Um, I will say I feel I feel like it is a good thing 
that she was immediately held accountable by the people around her on the view. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... But, that, oh, for goodness sake. I, I, I That show... Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. Dinosaur comes to mind. The yeah. term dinosaur. <laughs> because <laughs> Yeah, and not in like a happy, like good feeling way, right? Like that's no, like in when the you boat, sing that yeah. it feels good to me, but not like that. Like it's just we live in a different world now and you have to know your audience. <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, I'm not saying there's a world in which it's okay to be Joy Behar. Like I'm not gonna give her an uh, a pass, shall we say. Um, th- but there, I will say there is this thing wherein people, um, oh, I don't even want to go there. See, this is all these, all the stories today. Oh, there's, just, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on. And I'm just here to say happy pride, fly your damn flag, yeah, uh, whichever flag you fly and, uh, be happy and, um, don't make jokes at other people's expense. Period. I mean, but- you know. Even before she got to the joke, because I do just want to capitalize on this because I think everybody is focusing on the joke. Yeah. Even before the joke, when she said it's 2021, is this such a big deal? That to me shows. I, I, I It's like I, I don't even want to interpret what I think she was wanting to say, um, but it is a big deal. It is a big deal. And to to maybe act like you want it to not be a big deal in 2021 well, is what I'm sort of interpreting. I don't know this about her, but I do know that there has been a conversation online about this particular individual and his alleged political beliefs. And I mm-hmm. wonder if that has played into this uh, perspective oh, from Joy Behar. Okay. That is an insight. I, I did not come to the table with because I don't know if they, Let's just say my assumption is they don't align with one another's mm-hmm. political beliefs. But I don't know. I could be totally wrong because she gets really snarky. And by that, I mean, um, cracks, you know, she will make fun of people who she doesn't agree with. Right. right? right. Which in this case, I'm not saying that's an excuse by any means. I just wonder if that is why she made that joke, because I have seen people talking about um uh, his political beliefs. And I'm like, can you just let him, let him be who he let is. Him come man. Out let him first, just like, like let him celebrate pride publicly. And then, and then, you know, I mean, I will say it's a valid conversation to have. If you are a public figure for mm-hmm. people to have, um, like if Questions. you've spoken about your political beliefs, I think, you know, you're a public figure. So that's just going to be on the table and mm-hmm. you're going to have to be ready for that. And he, just like anybody else that's in that position is going to have to be ready for it because that's just part of part of sharing yourself with the mm-hmm. world is uh, the world is going to be interested in what you have to say. They're going to have questions and yeah. opinions yeah. and thoughts and yeah. whatnot. I will say my final word about thank you. I'm Jerry Springer about thoughts. my final thought about um, Joy Behar is, uh, you know, I understand that she identifies as a comedian. Part of being funny is knowing when to be funny yeah. and when to You're not. You're not allowed try- to be funny anymore. Yeah, Somebody no. just said that today. Oh. Who was it? Oh, well, I feel. I don't oh. care. I, <laughs> You're, I don't, that's so frustrating because you are allowed to be funny, but it's you, you aren't allowed to always think you're being funny. There, there well, is there, part of being funny is knowing when and how. 
being funny is if someone actually finds you funny. Which is the, yeah. this is the other thing like I've been no, trying to explain to my kids who are like, well, I thought it was funny. If well, nobody's yeah. laughing, it wasn't it funny. It wasn't funny. No. Yeah. If it's only funny to you, it's not funny. We'll um, be having a com- comedy symposium. Yes. At a later date. Thank you. I cannot yes. wait. No, we give lots of advice on comedy. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, we do. Uh, when we return as on the Colleen and Bradley ourselves. show. As we, that's a joke. We think we're funny. <laughs> uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I want to uh, talk about A-Rod and his ex. You know why? Because A-Rod is talking about his ex. Oh, and his, okay. But more importantly, his ex is apparently talking about J-Lo. Oh. Ooh, we'll talk weird. about it after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. It is Britney Spears Day, FYI. We are keeping an eye on any information or breaking news coming out about Britney Spears. Thank you. Uh, she will be addressing the court today in uh, one of her conservatorship hearings, and everybody is on high alert, uh, and we will keep you posted throughout the day should anything be revealed to us but in the meantime in between time there's another thing that we've been focused on on the colleen and bradley show Mm -hmm. and that is the relationship between jennifer lopez and ben affleck benifer as it were yeah i mean they've gotten uh some headlines and yeah you know here and there as a result we're also kind of paying attention to alec rod alec alec alex rodriguez Uh, who is also affectionately known as A-Rod. And I was just saying yesterday, like, kudos to him. He's kind of figured out how to work the media in the right way. Because before he was just looking like a real sad sack ever since the breakup. And now it's like he's figured out how to leverage the media in positive ways. Well, this comes as an exclusive from Us Weekly magazine online. Uh, the headline is, Alex Rodriguez's ex-wife, Cynthia Skirtis, quote, wasn't the biggest fan of Jennifer Lopez. Okay. I'm like, color me interested. So clicked away. Uh, and this is according to a source who exclusively tells Us Weekly the following, quote, Now that JLo's out of the picture, Cynthia is spending more time with the kids and Alex all together. What does that smell like? It smells like fake drama. To me, it smells a little bit like, oh, okay, well, two can play at the get back together with your ex game. Yeah. Right? And like, I'm getting back with my ex, too. Right? <laughs> like, there's some sort of, like, we're not ready to commit to this, but just FYI, she's been around a lot more lately. Also, she never liked J-Lo. You, I wonder, I mean, I guess that could be Alex or her, but my God, like, that's just kind of sad. Because again, you're not that, you're not Jennifer Lopez, so people aren't really interested in Cynthia Skirtis. No offense. I mean, what even, beyond, what is a Cynthia Skirtis? Is she anything? Skirtis with the first name Cynthia? I don't know. She's a person. I know, but like, the planet. She, I mean, is she, okay, 
I, I don't want to make it sound like her value is attached to who she is as the public knows her, but it does. She, is she a celebrity beyond being the ex of Alex Rodriguez? I guess is my question. Cause I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I uh, probably not. Okay. So uh, the source goes on to say, He'll invite her to accompany them to certain events or just to go out to eat. It makes the girls happy, too, to see their parents getting along well and getting to be together as a family again. Well, what's delightful about all of these lies is that um, who's to say (laughs) that this wasn't the relationship they had while uh, Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez were together? Right. Like they do share children. Right. Right. But of course, the the the. the source wants us to know that she was never the biggest fan of J Lo, yeah. which makes it. Well, I mean, which you know, is supposed other than to make a you think here and there. I wouldn't call myself the biggest J Lo fan either. True, <laughs> not that I'm actively not a fan, but um, in any case, it's sounding like this is sort of the direction our uh, A Rod uh, trajectory is going. Is like the whole ex wife thing mm-hmm. is back in the picture, and then he's sort of toying around with. Other people's exes with the partying with Lindsay Shookus, Oh, yeah, it's, just, it's sort of a dime store version of whatever narrative J-Lo and Ben, or, uh, ben Affleck have out there. Right. Yeah. He's sort like, of... He's, oh, I can do that. Yeah, he's like trying to encroach on anything that's attached to them in any way, shape, or form so that the tabloids have something to say about A-Rod and the fact that he's moving forward in his life. Yeah. Won't somebody please think about A-Rod? A-Rod, poor A-Rod. And Cynthia Skirtis. And Cynthia Skirtis and their children. I just feel like they should take the S off. She should just be Cynthia Curtis. The S on there is a little different. For my, <laughs> I'm not used to that. I'm not, in, I'm not into that last name. Yeah. Anywho. Where does that come from, Curtis? <laughs> yeah, I am really... Well, see, now, and that's the other thing is... This me thinks that perhaps Cynthia Skirtis is enjoying her moment oh. in the uh, sun right now. I bet that's uh, Greek because her siblings have the names Constantine and Anastasia. Oh, interesting. So that sounds like it could be a good Greek name. Yeah, Skirtis. 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 Uh, but I am finding myself more curious about her now in a way that I wasn't before. I didn't even know she existed. And now suddenly I'm like, tell me more about the Cynthia Skirtis what what happened in their relationship with which also makes well, me wonder if this is coming from her camp that he cheated on her oh, that's because right. there was an article that i read at some point about how they've grown together uh grown closer after the split and it was all about how um you know they patched over their differences and i was like well it sounds like the differences were just that he uh would sleep with different women that does seem like a difference <laughs> So uh, she's obviously gotten over that. Uh, yeah, well, because she's hanging out with him. You know, we saw, uh, you know, a couple. And I actually, I kind of wonder if that's not what sort of opened the floodgates for these types of stories. The two of them were working out together because they were doing some challenge together. And uh, he apparently got injured and she wrapped his ankle with ice. And they Instagrammed about that. And everybody picked it up mm-hmm. right a rod working out with his ex-wife they're hanging out together which again to your point they've got children together it's yeah like i imagine they were together we just weren't paying attention because we were seeing uh alex with jennifer right and now that uh j-lo is a little tied up now we're paying close attention and for to all A-Rod. we know cynthia's like god can we can you get my name out of your mouth because i don't want to be on the cover of us weekly i don't know there's this part of me that's wondering if that's not kind of 
what she wants. Maybe. Yeah, I, don't I don't know what she does. Who knows? Know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She's from Coconut Grove, Florida. Mm. And um, yeah, I don't really know much else about her. Uh, she's just a lady. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I'm just trying to figure out. Like, is she? The I don't internet know. Doesn't know. It doesn't Clearly really. She has a career. Like slash she's life. yeah, but she's not known as anything other than a Rod's wife. You know, it's not like you know former model or like aspiring actress yeah. or something like that. It's just a Rod's ex. She's just a person. She's a human. Yeah, doing what's, stuff. What's up with that? When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is your least favorite ice cream? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Give us a call. We'll talk to you after this on My Talk one zero seven one.